Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. The podcast is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. 10% off your legal fees, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. My name's Dan Moylan. Hiya, you're right. Uh, with me, Michael Normanton. I'm not really all right, no. <laughs> and Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. I feel like I'm going to have to take a, a little back seat while you two get the stress out of your system. It was stressful, that. That was a very stressful... How long was it stressful for? Probably 45 minutes or thereabouts? The whole thing. The first half was fine. They were terrible. And I was perfectly all right with that. Apart from, I mean, I was saying in the first half, we really should score more here because they can't be as bad as this in the second half. And we could look like we probably could score if we could be asked. I think that's what undid us. Newcastle was so bad in the first half. We couldn't process it and deal with it. Rope a dope. Yeah. And we ended up not taking advantage because it was just really difficult to understand that they could actually be that shit. So we got to half time with only one nil. And then second half, I can only imagine team talk. I'm glad in a way, though, now it's over and we've won that it was a backs-to-the-wall performance because it feels like we needed to dig one out after the last few games because you can't take this result in isolation. It comes off the back of you know three straight defeats and seven goals conceded or whatever. Hard to disagree. Sorry, it would have been much, much better to just come in, start, finish with the same 11, not have our central defender crocked again after two minutes. 6-0, spanking, mm. absolute masterclass of football that, Steve Bruce that, mm, that would have been better, instead, been better of, yeah. instead of Steve Bruce getting a little pep talk at the end he's sobbing just on the floor on his hands and knees crying and Bielsa's kicking him in the face and as he goes past and every Leeds player in fact just taking it into his stick a little boot in his face I mean, as he walked past kicking that face does feel like an act of deliberate cruelty it'd be fine it'd be like kicking the sponge you can take it it's like when uh, a building gets from broken windows and everyone just trashes it that's Bruce's face there's no cartilage left in that nose there's nothing there to break so it's fine. Um, we may have done a, he's like a, a face like a stress ball. So it would have been that's you two now need him to squeeze Steve <laughs> Bruce's face, let it all out. If that second half performance is enough to keep Steve Bruce in a job for a bit longer, which I think it should be, then we might have done ourselves a long term favour there because he'll probably take them down. I think what the second half said to them is never ever sell the um, Transformers guy, St. Maximus, or whatever he's called. Keep him forever, and then they'll, they'll always be reasonably decent, and that'll be fine. doesn't matter who manages them in that scenario, so it might as well be Steve Bruce. One of those performances today where we just go, yeah, do you know what? It was a bit uncomfortable, but three points. Who gives a shit? I suppose so, yeah. And and it was one another game where nothing was quite as it should be in terms of the way the setup was, because... I mean, we did drop click, admittedly, so that was that was our choice. But it felt like he was. We had Dallas in midfield, and then we had to make another change at 
in defence pretty much straight away again. So it feels like every game we have to occasionally have square pegs, round holes and all that sort of stuff. And it, it, it does make it a little bit more difficult. Let's go back to that then. And the first thing was the, the change. Click was the one who made way um, when Phillips came back in and everyone did a little shuffle and switcheroo and all the rest of it. And were you right behind that, leaving Alioski at left back or would you have preferred to see Dallas back there? I mean, we have said that Click's not been good for a while now. He's had a bit of a rest. He wasn't brilliant when he came on either, was he? Apart from one thing where he ran a long way to pretend he was taking a free kick and then didn't. That was probably about the best thing he did. Well, he, so, did have, he did have that chance where it should have been, was it a penalty? I think it was when he hit his hands, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. It Definite penalty hands. and probably a red card. Though. A game of basketball broke out, didn't it? Mm. He was fine, but I had no problem seeing the team sheet and seeing Dallas in there because Dallas will always be skewed. Dallas, whereas Click lately has not been matches Click. And the only conclusion you can come to is just like either arrest or just reintroducing him to the idea of punishment. He's had it too easy for too long until uh, since Thomas Christensen left. It's been an easy life for him. He needs a little bit of just a reminder. We can send him to Holland again well, we if can't. he doesn't keep it up. Not in the minute. We can? Can we? Oh, I suppose, yeah. The, There's the whole COVID the corridors pan- pandemic thing. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know if you've noticed. This. Metaphorical yeah. Holland then. Yeah. Coventry, if Holland is not available. And it's they prefer being called the Netherlands now anyway, don't they? But he can have a little of what J. Roy Grotz got if he doesn't behave. And he's had that reminder now and he can uh, keep playing. And then Urente, we lost Urente early doors. There was a, an awful, awful sense of inevitability about that when he went down holding his, um, well, was it hamstring, knee, groin, all of it broken. He's finished. How, many, it, how, how many minutes has he managed to play without being injured? Not many. And I think they didn't really put the camera on him as he was going off, but the commentary we had where they were saying he was tears, he looks like a broken man and all of this stuff. You've got to have, you know, it is a shame. We've got eight minutes of him on the pitch and uh, it, the rest of the game then does become, uh, it has that question mark hanging over it as to how much better we would have been able to defend if we actually had, you know, our expensive Spanish international centre-back playing instead of our not expensive young um, Dutch centre-back who is trying to get the, the hang of things at this level. It's still, you want to you wanna know if he would have been able to, to deal with things better but we'll, we'll never find out <laughs> but it also forced um two lefties at center half so it forced one of the left footers over to the right hand side of that pairing which goes against what bielsa prefers to do so there's that as well to factor into it but it didn't seem like it'd be a problem for the first half because he, he strike him on and they didn't really bother trying to attack i think shelby hit a free kick over from about 50 yards out or something and it felt like that was how they were trying to score was just occasionally they just had a shot from absolutely miles out and they didn't seem to have any other ideas in the first half. So You can see why they've been struggling, can't you? I mean, really. Yeah, and then the second half, you realise that Almiron's actually quite good. So Maximan's really good. Wilson's quite good, even if he thinks he's a hard man when he's not. And you wonder why they haven't bothered trying up to this point because they're not a terrible side, are they? Like You look through, when you see them turning it on in the second half and what some of them can individually do, there's no reason for them to be as bad as they are, which whether or not that is the player's fault. Yeah, it is the manager. Or the manager. Well, my my mate uh, texted me, Geordie Lad, Newcastle fan. He was just completely nonplussed by the whole thing, um, bereft of any ideas. He'll set up to, to nick a 1-0 win. It'll be attack against defence. So defensive-minded. And he said at one point he texted me when we were in front, he was saying, um, I'm actually wanting us to get beaten now, as bad as that sounds, because it's another step closer to that clueless fuck getting sacked. That's the point they've got to there as a fan base, I think. Did well second half, keep him in 
for a bit longer. It's probably the worst outcome from their point of view because they didn't even get the the points or a points. I mean, we are um, feeling a little down about the whole thing compared to the 6-0 victory of my imagining. But we did win. And I'm I'm really happy. It's more than they fucking did. So that's good. So looking at that table and we're now on 26 points, that works for me. Are you you a fan? Very good. Fan of that. We basically need, the way the table's looking, three more wins would probably keep us up. Four more almost certainly would with with a a draw or or two thrown in there. So that's good, isn't it, at this stage? Well, I mean, you've got Sheffield United on five points, West Brom on 11, who've both got the same number of games played as us. Uh, Fulham have got a game in hand, but they are now 14 points off us. So you're talking about essentially a five-game swing. And it's not the same as a 14-point gap at the top of the championship because the teams right underneath you don't win all that often. That's what we need to remember. That's what I need to remember. I'm 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 reminding myself more than anything. Well, the the bottom four have got three, four, five, six, seven. They've got eight wins between them. Uh, Brighton, Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield United. How many have we got? We've got eight. That's the same, isn't it? It is. Same number. So we've won as many as four teams combined. Well, that's okay then. Let's stay up <laughs> and, then, and then see what happens next year. What we can say is that games like that, where it got a bit stressful in the second half when we're 2-1 we're up and defending a lead, will be far more bearable when we get to about 35 to 40 points. I'll be able to stomach those a lot easier. We go, ha look at these lot scrapping for their lives and we're fine. And hopefully when they become easier in your second and third season in the league as well, when you've just, you're out of that that panic of we must not go down this first season because then everything resets when you've got you've comfortable enough with your squad and you know you've got players who've done it in the Premier League for a couple of seasons whereas we still have that horrible unknown of having to put Pascal Strauch on and going is this going to be okay I've no idea and we'll be able to spend some money in the summer to to add in those key areas and have the kind of second season that Sheffield United are currently enjoying <laughs> where we drop 25 million on someone like Rian Brewster and plummet back into the championship no, I, don't, all, I don't want to do that I no, don't want to do it that. is all fine this this season was always going to be difficult to get used to like ad- adapting from being at the top of a league or a division for two consecutive seasons um, and then to not to actually losing games as often as we win them and um, and not you know, finishing teams off easily at all ever. And then the start of this year has been quite strange anyway with the the whole FA Cup thing. Spurs was always going to be a, a write-off. We shouldn't have lost to Brighton. Southampton got called off. We've had that big gap. Everything's, there's, there's no rhythm there. And I kind of, it was strange looking at us in the first half, wondering why we didn't come terrassing out the blocks with our first team, essentially. I know Dallas for click, whatever, but I think, you know, it's not like Dallas in midfield makes us any weaker. Um, and we didn't go tearing into them despite having this long rest. But then you think, well, it's been snowing. It's been pissing it down. <laughs> they haven't had a game for a while. You get a bit lazy. You get out of practice. The the, the whole routine of the thing. There's no... They've there's, forgotten what it's like to play on grass. There's been no rhythm to 2021 so far, really. So I did wonder, maybe this is why they don't look completely in form. And maybe why fucking Diego's hamstring just pings straight away because, you know, playing for a half for the under-23s is fine and, you know, the intent murder ball and whatever is is okay, but then... um, Murder balls had to be more intense in that first half, though, for a defender, surely. Yeah, so you you get through all that and then you play a match and it goes and it's kind of that kind of shit look that happens when there's not any kind of routine. Everything just feels a bit out of sorts at the start of this year and not in a, a necessarily a a bad way just the way everything's falling and I feel like 
although it is Leicester next and they're good, we do have this, um, we've got some regular fixtures ahead instead of this messing about. Question, um, how late on in the um, pre-season bit did we sign Urente? Did he get a full pre-season? Because I was sort of wondering if, if that's part of it, is that he needs the full pre-season to start from the start with Bielsa rather than trying to play catch-up. He was quite late and it might be, so, I mean, he has spent all season recovering from injuries because he started with doing his groin while he was away with Spain and then he came back and he was, you know, came back quite quickly from that to play at Chelsea and he went off during that game and then he's come back tonight and gone off again and they said he'd had a setback in training um, before Christmas as well when he was due back and setback again. So he's sort of, I can't, you know, regardless of how severe his pre-season was, what he's done since is trying to get over a muscle injury and um, maybe he just needs a longer. If Robin Cock was fit or Berardi was fit, um, he probably wouldn't have played tonight. I don't think he would have started. You'd give him some more time to have some more games in the under-23s and just make sure it's right. But we've had to, because we've been letting in goals like idiots, um, make that change and well, we'll see him again in a couple of months. We'll have another go. Who do you think um, improved tonight? Because Rodrigo's been a little bit hit and miss at times, but there were some real flashes of quality from him tonight. Just those little little turns when he's got men around him. He just knows how to create himself a yard. I thought he did He did fairly well. I think, admittedly, he does well against Newcastle because they don't have that much midfield a lot of the time. So we don't have that same feeling of them swarming all over us and him not doing much. And I did massively enjoy his little pantomime bit at the end with with Cher where he Cher was was down holding his face Rodrigo had a go at him Cher stood up and put his face near him so he lay down while laughing because normally when you get you get someone going down holding the face they make it look like they've been hurt Rodrigo was just pissing himself as he was laying on the floor so yeah. that was that was good and Anthony Taylor came in with his two yellow cards one each you two pack it in don't really know what's going on but I'll book you both stop being dicks you two yeah um, he was a bit weird tonight was Anthony Taylor the number of fouls that he bought from Newcastle there were a couple in that second half in quite dangerous areas where he gave them free kicks there was no contact no I, I think there was there, there were at least two that he gave that were incredibly soft there was one he gave on Wilson where he went down about five seconds after the challenge. I think he pretended someone had like barged him, but it was so long after the event that I just thought, well, at least have the decency to dive at the right time or go down at the right time. And there were other ones that were basically the same, but he didn't give a free kick for, and I think that's where it becomes annoying is where he's given one and then the same thing happens and you're waiting for him to blow his whistle and he doesn't. And where's the, where's the consistency referee? It's a shocking state of affairs. Not that much turned on his performance. I just thought it was a bit of a, just a bit of a patchy one. I quite enjoyed him giving Newcastle those free kicks just to see the variety of ways they could miss them. <laughs> I noticed you're a lot more zen about it because well, my notes for that uh, first half, or was it second half? I don't know. Just a, a scrawl, um, like somebody who's been in prison for a while and scrawling it in shit on the prison cell walls. This is really stressful. Stop giving it away, is what I've put. I was very disappointed um, in the referee disallowing Dallas's goal. I thought that was one decision that... Uh, should have been allowed to stand at the start of the second half. Goal of the season contender, probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. And um, it's just the way the game's gone now, where you, you can't even just punch the ball into the net. Into the net. What do the rules actually say regarding that? A, bo- a ball being kicked oh, onto they your say hand? If it, they say if it's a Leeds United player, then it's no goal, don't <laughs> oh. they? That's what it is. It's 1975 all over again. So any other team, they get that. That's allowed. Whereas Leeds, no. All bias. So that's a... A chuffing disgrace. And we know where Anthony Taylor's from. Yeah, he is. He's Manchester, isn't he? Yep, he refereed so. the Manchester derby, which is extremely sus for me. Just just so people don't 
um, send us messages. You are joking. You don't believe that should have been a goal, do you? Well, it was a great finish. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's talk about the actual goals that were allowed then now. And uh, Rafa, please, can I have some credit for this one? Because I stood up celebrating a good, I think, what, 30 seconds to a minute before he put it in. I knew that was going to be a goal. We all said that we were going to score from this. It did look that way. I mean... They defended terribly and we just had loads and loads of men forward. But a very good finish because it was calm. He could have easily just tried to twat that somewhere towards the goal, but instead he had a little look, nice gap down that bottom corner and just stroked it in. He's good, isn't he? I really like him, yeah. I can he's, see why Ren fans are so pissed off. He's got some real quality, but he's also a bit of a bastard as well. He's, he's more than a bit of a bastard, I think. He's furious about most things, which is, I think he's a welcome addition to the squad. He's a bit of fury. He's got energy, hasn't he? Three goals and three assists so far. That's good. Are they all in the maroon kit as well, the the goals? I think Everton, I this mean, one. If we're going to have to change our colours, it's, um, it's going to be controversial. The 49ers. It could all be part of it. To, to get the best out of Rafinha, we have to wear maroon. While we are saying how, how good he was, can we also talk about the fact he hit a back pass from about 60 yards from goal that went sort of out of St. James's Park and back in? Yeah, I, I didn't actually see that ball being struck. I turned around and looked at the screen as it was in the air. And I thought, oh, that's a bit of a speculative shot by Newcastle. Have they seen Meslier off his line? Yeah, I mean, had it gone to Meslier, I think he would still probably wouldn't have thanked him for it. It's a bit of a, you, why don't you deal with this kind of ridiculous thing where you'd be like, oh, Christ. And it had bounced off Meslier's chest or his head quite hard and he'd have had to bring it under control, which is quite a skill in itself. And then they'd have been running on to close him down and we'd have all been hearts in mouth. It'd have been awful. So that was a bit mad. Meslier had quite a night. On him, knocked mm. out twice. Particularly enjoyed the first time when he, he lay down, essentially unconscious, not moving on the grass. And Alioski sat right next to him, just moaning at the referee and not looking. Didn't notice that his goalkeeper is, to all intents and purposes, gone. S- swallowed his tongue. Left us until he eventually did turn around. Like, oh, you okay? And 
he was essentially. So he got up uh, to be kicked in the head again and then pulled off that wonder save from a corner and then went dribbling around a couple of players um, when it was at the most stressful That was thrilling, moment. wasn't it? That yeah. was really well, thrilling. That was a very moment. helpful contribution from the young man. <laughs> it's all right having a, a, a calm, relaxed goalkeeper with ice in his veins, but sometimes you feel like that's... Um, out of kilter with the, the players around him. At least one of them's calm, put it that way. He was he calmer does, than um, Cooper. Cooper had him, uh, tried to do a full Casir at him with a, a short header, just testing him. See if he's you, you better than the other guy, and he was, so fair play. We don't give him maybe enough credit for his age as well. But but he's, he's so young to but, be a first-choice goalkeeper, well, playing mo- the style we play. But there's moments when his age shines through and you're kind of terrified by what he's doing because you, you're on your wit's end. And then there's other moments where he looks absolutely brilliant. And it's just kind of, we need to just kind of just close that gap a little bit just for the sake of our own sanity. Even the moments when he's young and naive, like dribbling around a couple of players, it's fine. They it didn't worked. tackle him. Yeah, there was, nothing yeah. went wrong. So um, he there can carry one, on. There was a bit where he dropped a cross and it bounced off. Bounced off strike. Strike. That was a bit a bit scary. Yeah. Other than that, he made a couple of good saves as well. There was one that he tipped over the bar, which was a, I would say, a good save. And then there were a couple of it others. It was a wonder from, save, Michael. I just said it was a wonder <laughs> save. There were a couple of others from distance as well that he, he just handled without any fuss, which when we've had to witness Kiko and Viedvald and people like that over the years, it's quite nice to have a, a goalkeeper who just saves things they should save. And he even did a decent job of trying to stop their goal We've seen goalkeepers at Leeds who wouldn't even have dived for that one, but he managed to get a hand on it. Bailey Peacock Farrell would have dived. After Later. Done in, yeah, yeah. So what did you make? Um, well, any more to say, first of all, on Rafinha's goal? Are we done with that? And should we move on to their goal? It was just good all round. Bamford did play Rodrigo a little bit too far wide, and then he pulled back and uh, set it up nicely for Rafinha. But then we also saw Rodrigo had um, his chance in sort of the same area where he, uh, he pulled it back onto his... Presumably his good foot and neglected to shoot decided to have another touch, which was a, a little bit annoying. Um, I don't know, again, if whether that was kind of, with with the pair of them, like Bamford slightly overhitting that pass, whether he thought he was on Ellen Road's pitch again, and Rodrigo not instinctively banging that ball just into the net, whether it's a little bit like, we haven't done this for a while, just feeling our way back into it. Just score, your pair of bastards. Yeah, they do need to find their groove again, don't they? So let's talk about Newcastle's goal and the equaliser, and that was disappointing. They didn't like they had it in them, that sort of a goal. That's what I think that was disappointing. They cut through us in a way that they haven't looked like doing in, well, the first game either, because the first game they just kind of scored some goals out of nothing, more or less. This was an actual good goal. Mind you, yeah, Bam- Bamford sold ailing a little bit short with that pass, wasn't it? It was a bit of a hospital ball. I was going to say that what Newcastle have been missing is that creativity in midfield that sets <laughs> up um, opportunities like that for them. Ailing did turn, as soon as the ball was in the net, he saw Ailing turn around and he was off to Bamford to um, gently inquire as to what his intentions would be. That is something we do do now and again, sometimes sticking to the plan a little bit too rigidly when it puts us into danger and costs us. That wasn't us. the plan. I don't think no, the plan is for I Bamford mean, to give I mean, them the ball and they score. Playing in really tight areas when we're under a lot of pressure and not always having the ability to do it. But fair play to them for still having the confidence to do it. And... Uh, Credit to us, we went up the other end and responded in just a few minutes. And I think that was important as well, just to stop the game swinging completely back the other way. I mean, I know they did put us under a lot of pressure, but still, just to respond straight away, get in front and then defend that lead. It was massively against the run of play, really, wasn't it, our goal? But who care? That's how we profit. It was a um, sort of a breakaway, wasn't it? There was so much space over for Rafinha and it took a while to get there. But once it got there, um, there's his assist. Beautiful pass for Jackie Harrison. And, uh, I mean, what do you say about that finish? Good one, it? it? was beautiful. Just 
easiest little volley into the corner. I mean, he, it, it, I don't even know. He, <laughs> I'm lost for words as to how good that goal was because it was too gentle, too relaxed, too nice to everything you're, you're expecting. Like if ailing at the back post against Huddersfield, where he totally van bastoned it in off the crossbar, none of that, just stroke it in outside of the boot as well. Um, so easy to Alioski it towards the corner flag, but no, curved it inside the post. It was very nice. And there's, there's so many times where we've seen Harrison himself perhaps lack the composure to take that chance. And it's where he turns away and he's got his head in his hands. But it no. was his first touch. That's probably the thing. We know his first touch is excellent. So instead of bringing the ball under control, he needs to just wherever he's on the pitch, first touch it into the net. I thought he took a touch, he had didn't a, he? He did have a touch. Did he? He had yeah. a touch. In the first half, he, tried to, he tried to take one without yeah. a touch. And fucked it right. I'm going up. to see if the highlights are on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. Must should, be, you're no, wrong. no, not to check. It's just I should. I believe you. I just should probably watch them. <laughs> see what happened. Did we win? We did. We did. Yeah, and we've taken three points for that. That's what you get for a win these days. Why did he take a touch? He's ruined it. Would have been better if he just volleyed it straight in. Can't trust a mank to do anything right. Overall, though, despite that stressful second half, nice three points. Yeah, something's not right though. Still, I think Bamford has been a a bit of a worry for a few games now. He's not. He's kind of gone back to that slightly lacking confidence of old. He's not quite got that that swagger, that uh, that sort of belief in himself again, has he? Like that. I mean, he didn't have many chances, but the one he had that header in the first half where he, he sort of just glanced off his head and went wide. Yeah, and I feel he like he should have hit the target. I feel like earlier in the season he'd have made a firm contact on that and at least forced a save from the keeper. And there were just a few sloppy bits from him. He's not that involved at the moment. Whereas in our better games, he's been at the centre of it all. And, on the plus side, Tyler Roberts came on and I thought did well. He will be the Welsh Football Writers Player of the Year. You mark my words. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant when he came on. Um, I've been trying to be nice about Tyler Roberts as much as possible because I feel like he gets um, a lot of stick compared to sort of how old he is and how much um, practice he's had at what we're trying to do. But um, That back heel? Oof. The back heel was great and also just his movement. Bamford's movement is always very good and he works really hard off the ball. Roberts feels a little bit more decisive about it. When he moves, he points. I know Bamford's maybe um, got it into his head that he'll be offside if he points at something. But there was a lot of that with Tyler saying, I'm going to run over here, you should put the ball there. And then when he, he changes his mind because the ball's like, right, I'll be here. This is where I want the ball. And he tend, Bamford tends to, he's a little bit, well, he's a lot quieter, I think. I think he, he just kind of moves to where he's going to be and then waits for them to spot him. Whereas Roberts makes sure that the winger or the midfielder knows where he is and sees him and has to make the decision. It's like the, the classic goal against Hull where he, he pointed to click for a, a ball that we never played to Bamford and he pointed and it went over the top and he did the uh, the diving header that you'll now tell me he brought down on his chest and flicked <laughs> up into the air and nodded over the keeper. But he was very good and it was interesting that um, Bamford did go off straight after um, giving the ball to them for their goal. I don't know if it was as... Um, if we are playing tough, if it's the old uh, the Tommy Christensen kind of attitude of click, you're not playing and you'll never darken my door again. Bamford, one mistake, out the team, under 23s next week. Robert starts from now on. And if not him, then we get J-Roy Grot back and we play him. Just a little bit of uh, little bit of stick coming out, not so much carrot. We're hearing the first comments out of the, uh, the press conference where Bielsa's saying, uh, after some technical issues, that... Um there was a 20 minute period where he felt Newcastle could have had a point pleased with the contribution from the substitutes uh, feels they're still susceptible from set pieces despite some improvements but 
He's also worried about Llorente's state of mind as he picks up a similar injury to before. It's a succession of injuries which concerns him. Concerns us as well. He just needs a, a run of fitness. He needs to get fit and stay fit and then he'll be fine. Then his state of mind will be fine. That, I mean, I know it sounds fucking simple, but that's why I should be the physio at least. Then they wouldn't have these problems. Do you agree with that 20 minutes where Newcastle could have had a point? Felt like more than that, to be perfectly honest. Bit more, 25? <laughs> it felt like more or less the whole second half wasn't as I would have hoped. Given the first half, I, it just seemed like we were strolling through that game and they didn't have anyone who caused any problems. And then all of a sudden they decided to try a bit. Which would annoy me as a Newcastle fan, actually. That when you when you've had, been terrible for ages, and then you see a team do some stuff in a in a half of football, your instinct isn't to think, "Oh, good, it's good that we're playing better." You think, why haven't we done this before? What has this come from? Yeah. What, what's wrong with you? Why have you not been doing this for weeks? Well, that's not our problem. No, because um, they they'll go back to being shit next week. We're well clear of them now, and hopefully they go down. I don't really want them to go down. I don't care if they go down. I just don't want us to go down. <laughs> no, we do want them to go down because um, then if Mike Ashley sells them, he'll get a lot less money. He won't sell them though in the championship. He'll just do. He'll just do this forever. He come back, come to. back up, and then hang on for a bit until somebody else doesn't buy them. Um, and it was important to get that. I think I said on the main podcast that we we recorded because we knew that there was going to be no news between doing that and this game. Um, <laughs> that after Brighton, we needed to make sure we didn't do a Brighton against Newcastle and by hook or by whatever we managed to do that so um, that sets us up nicely for getting spanked about <laughs> by Leicester at the weekend and once that's over and done with can carry on with our season from there and that's the thing because we've got this one out of the way fine we can, we can afford to lose there it's alright that's it I don't want to lose I don't want us to be shit and, and be inferior to another team but we might be yeah the only target as we know is to stay up and that is what makes some of this season weird where you losing games against Brighton and just going, oh, we are still all right though. And then not at our best against Newcastle and just go, well, three points against the team below us. And that's all that matters. Lads, it might have happened again. Um, Bielsa asked by a reporter about an allegation that Shah, by Shah, sorry, that Rodrigo spat at him. Bielsa says he knows nothing about it. Well, it was all on footage this time. There didn't seem to be any spitting, did there? No, we watched it all and didn't see a, a bit of that. He, he went down... When Shah was lying on his back, Rodrigo did lean over to him um, as he was lying on the floor with his head in the air. And so I think he will have said something to him and he's drooled, hasn't he, rather than spat. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. He's, he's not a spitter. He's too nice a lad. He looks like a good clean cut lad, does, uh, does Rodrigo. He's not, he's not feral. He's, he's going to be fine. He's, he, you, you bring him round when you have to have tea with your mum. I mean, I think Cher would say as well that if we could turn back time then the whole incident could have been avoided does he love me i want to know etc sorry we're, we're gonna not gonna do that um right we've hit time then so let's do heroes and villains dead quickly rafa yeah he's good isn't he dead good dead good dead. skills goals and a bastard dead good and roberts yep did well written off a few weeks ago not by me <laughs> now <laughs> good again determined are you determined now to always been brilliant now better than bamford again <laughs> it's like we've gone back how many months well, 10 months 11 months not Who even knows? that's just to uh, February when we beat Hull and everyone was like well there's two goals from Tyler Roberts we'll, hopefully we'll not see Bamford again that's that's 11 months Moscow <laughs> <laughs> Who, who I'm, in fairness I was thinking that whole game and I kind of knew when it was but I don't really know the year it's been a strange yeah, year hasn't it because the football calendar has been out of whack yeah. it's all wrong to, I was trying to write something about the 
um, 49ers investment. And I, I, uh, the reports earlier this year, and I realized it's what, the 20th, 26th? <laughs> January has not really been a lot of, it was December. Um, villains, clearly, Rodrigo, worse than Saez, get rid. Yep, fine. Um, probably now upended our season, derailed it. He'll have his eight week suspension. We won't win again. Bielsa will end up, he'll inherit the Panama job from um, Thomas Christensen soon. And um, Anthony Taylor, referee, not a proper out and out villain. Just a, a little, we're, we're just we're just noting you down. We'll just put a little mark next to your name. Mildly annoying. Yeah. Wilson as well. I think it was him both times trying to uh, kick a child in the head. Mm. And then starting on um, Jackie as well. Harrison really didn't want any part of it, was he? He just kept pushing him, mm. pushing him. Why are you pushing yourself? Leave me alone. No place for that in the game, is there? No. Um, who else? Bielsa can be heroic for trying to be nice to Steve Bruce without laughing. <laughs> that was impressive. Say, oh, no, I think you'll probably... <laughs> you, you've got a good seat. And with your chairman. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm just seeing uh, Phil's tweet about this saying, Bielsa asked about footage, which allegedly shows Rodrigo spitting at Shah in the second half. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the cameraman? Yeah, he's a villain as well. <laughs> Sorry, just, camera, camera just person. Camera destroy person. that footage. Don't want to make an assumption there. Um, I mean, I mean, oh, I've got a sinking feeling about how this is going to go, and so I might just not look at Twitter for the next however many days. But I bet you it's BT have found that footage, haven't they? Oh, it'll J- be Jake, oh, hum- Jake Humphrey's sermon be, at the end of the program. Look at this. It'll be Jake Humphrey saying to uh, getting share on the program and saying, "Well, you know, what about the spitting?" And he's like. Nobody spat at me. I don't know where. Look at this footage you were spat at by a filthy Leeds dog. Come on. Let's get out of here and enjoy our three points. Let's not think about the nasty thing that the bad Jackie man did. Jackie Harrison's goal. That great first time touch into the. Uh, I'll have to just watch it again and again until I actually know what happened. Breaking Geordie hearts. Right. We'll uh, we'll get out of here. Thanks for listening uh, to this episode of The Match Ball. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. The Match Ball. 